Hey y'all, welcome back to Crime Critics and Chaos. My name is Shivani. And I'm Shaylin. And And we're we're your hosts. Just a reminder, please follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Instagram and Facebook, so join our discussion groups there. We'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions regarding the cases that we cover. We also appreciate any reviews that you guys leave us on, on the platforms that you listen to us. That'll really help our podcast get into the feeds of other true crime listeners, such as you. So, Shaylin, how has your pregnancy been going this week? It has been going really, really well. Um, a lot of people have been coming up to me asking me, have I been, like, having nausea or, you know, like, any um, cravings. But I haven't really had any of that yet. Really? No, but, I mean, I have, of course, I had nausea in my first trimester. I'm in my second trimester, by the way. But my first trimester was actually... <laughs> Not that bad. And I think yeah. I told you this. I think I told you this many times. It was not that bad. Of course, I again, I had some nausea here and there, but it was nothing that was, like, intolerable. And uh, coming into my second trimester, it's just, like, a smooth ride. Like, a smooth ride. And That's good. I think I'm one of the lucky ones. Yeah. I think I am. That's good. That's good. I'm just surprised you haven't had any cravings yet. No. Actually, I've been wanting a lot of lemons lately. Lemons? Yeah. You've always been a sour girl. She (laughs) loves pickles. She wants lemons. Like Yeah, I'm I'm starting to like go to the store and buy just a bunch of lemons for some reason. I'm just eating on lemons all day. Do you drink lemonade? I love lemonade. Yeah. I love lemonade. So actually this is funny because um when I was researching this, um it came up that when you have lemon like cravings or citrus cravings, it's Mm -hmm. actually a girl. Oh really? Yeah. So, so I'm like, she oh, dang. she's having a girl. <laughs> I don't know, but you know I like pickles anyway, so that that wasn't like nothing odd. But lemons, me just wanting to cut up and eat lemons, very odd. So I don't know, Shivani. Yep. <laughs> Might be a girl. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I only I know. I guess we'll see. Um, so guys, today instead of doing um hot seat we have a game called friend or foe so shaylin and i are going to see if we really know each other well or not um we've known each other for a year and a half so yeah. we're gonna see how well we know each other well, let's get into it ready yeah you All go right. first so there's three levels we have level one level two and level three so we'll start off with level one first okay and work our way up and work our way up all right all right so okay <laughs> um all right so if i have a bucket list What's one thing I'd have on it? I think we've kind of talked about this. Yeah, in I think like we kind of talked about episodes. this. Yeah, I know for sure you said you wanted to. I believe you said you wanted to go skydiving. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so that would be uh, definitely on your top. Yeah. It yeah. Is. Your top. It's, sure. I'm definitely gonna have to make my way up there though, because <laughs> so I, I told myself. Remember, I said ziplining. Like, I'll oh, have to, that's like, what do it was. Ziplining. ziplining. But, but yeah, skydiving. well, skydiving is the essential goal but like i'm gonna have to start with ziplining first yeah, and then make my up. way up there yeah because i already know there's no way that i'm gonna jump out of the sky like from the get-go i'm dead <laughs> yeah i definitely will say um do that first yeah <laughs> i'm gonna do yours <laughs> so do i prefer mayo or miracle whip mayo or miracle whip yes um, I don't even think you like mayo. You're absolutely correct. <laughs> I <laughs> hate mayo. So that oh was a God. no-brainer. We're doing so well. We know each other so well. I'm sorry. We have to give each other a high five for that yes. one. We're doing so well. Yeah, I don't like mayo at all. 
Yeah, me strength with that. I think we've discussed that in a previous episode too. Yeah. That you hate mayo. We're talking about that and cheese. And yes. Yeah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, your right. turn. So, level two. <laughs> All right. Ooh. I had to think about this one for a second. Okay, so would I rather eat a $500 meal or drink a $500 bottle of wine? Definitely wine. Yes. Oh, my gosh. 100% yes. Like, that was a no-brainer. Uh, I can't you don't even eat. So. Yes, I was just going to say, I can't even finish a $5 meal, like, let alone a $500 meal. Definitely a no-brainer. Like, no $500 meals for Shivani. But I will definitely finish a $500 bottle of wine. Oh, definitely. Because like. I would definitely do that, too. I will pick that over a meal any day. Like, that's like once-in-a-lifetime thing. Like, definitely wine. Definitely wine. <laughs> All right, my question for you. How would I react if I discovered that a house I wanted to move into had been the scene of a murder? Ooh, <laughs> that is a great question. Yeah, especially with like the fact that we do a podcast yes. uh, regarding true crime. Um I you know what? I think that you would like kind of be intrigued a little bit. I because would. there was, you know, a murder that took place. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that you would mind it. Like, I think that would be, like, an intriguing thing for you. But now if there was, like, like ghosts, things that were happening. <laughs> I knew you were like, going there. Yeah. <laughs> like, if there was, like, ghosts and stuff like that, like, like or, like, spiritual things that mm-hmm. are, like that that were happening in the house, you'd be like, nope, yeah. I'm done. Oh, great. Immediate hill no. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be like, we're not living here. <laughs> and I don't know if you noticed by me, I'm actually really intrigued with paranormal. Yeah. Um, That's the one I was looking for, not spiritual. I meant paranormal. I'm no, sorry. no, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Um, yeah, but I wouldn't last long to try to see if there's ghosts in that house, especially if it's like a multiple murder, you know, type of thing. Like, no. Yeah. But I am one person that loves to research, so I would definitely research the house before I actually purchase the house to see, you know, the history of it. And if it's like one, two, three murders, nah. No, we're not. We're not. We're not pursuing this house because def- there's definitely some spirits lurking around in there, and yeah. I'm not staying around for it. <laughs> so you're absolutely right. <laughs> All right, level three, guys. We've made it so far. I know, right? We made it so far. Okay. All right. What is my guilty pleasure? <laughs> I have a lot of those. That's a lot. That's so, hard. Yeah, that so is hard. It's I, getting kind of hard now. Yeah, it is getting. We're <laughs> level three. <laughs> Um, I'll, I have a lot though, so I will give you okay leeway on those. Oh, please do, <laughs> please. Um, I would say one of your guilty pleasures. I was gonna circle back to like you being a wine head. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's definitely one of your because you love wine, and that's actually wine. not a kind of a guilty pleasure, but it kind of is at the same time. <laughs> um, but that's one really the only thing that I can think. In that aspect, I mean, of course, like I so said, you're going to lead me into the direction. So. Yeah. And what we do, like true crime. Yeah, true crime. Yeah. Why did I think about that the first time? <laughs> um, so, yeah, definitely wine, true crime. And, yeah, that's the only thing I, two yeah. I can think of right now. Yeah, that's, those are two really good guilty pleasures of mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I don't know why I didn't say true crime. Yeah. Like, it's, so, it's so obvious. Look, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm a bad friend already. <laughs> no, no. I You got it. You got wine. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> at least. Okay. My question for you. I don't think you know this one. But what is the worst job I've ever had? Um. Yeah, I don't think you know that one. No, I probably don't. But let's see. 
<laughs> apart from the one that you already have now. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. It's, it's all jokes. <laughs> all jokes, guys. <laughs> um, is it <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> is it the job that you had before this? I know you worked for another firm. Um, yeah. Is, is I would definitely one? say that. Really? That's yeah. the one that... Really? You got it. Oh, my God. You got it. <laughs> you got it. And the reason why is because they had me doing so many different positions in one. Right. It was never just like oh, intake, pre-lit, lit. It was always all of that in one. One. I had to do med recs. I had to do um, requesting um, all type of police reports. I had to borderline do litigation work. It was terrible. Right. Like, it's, it's just too much. Yeah. And so, that I will say that was definitely probably the worst jobs I've ever had. Um, but don't get me wrong, there's a lot of jobs that's worse. Yeah. But this one probably, like, the most recent, yeah, definitely, like, top tier worse. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. I think we did pretty well. That, that was great. That was great. That was great. <laughs> well, let us know how you guys thought about, or what you guys thought about that. Like, if you guys enjoyed Hot Seat or if you guys liked this. I kind of liked this. I like this one. I like this one, I I like this one too. So, I think we should do this next time, too, just we to kind of give um, give everyone, like, a little bit, you know, of a difference on um, on our little, I don't even know what to call this, like a five-minute away from true crime. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's, um, <laughs> just to kind of give people, like, a more insight of our personal lives and get to get know, to us, know a us a little bit more. So. Yeah. I definitely like this game, Shemai. Thank you for introducing this game to me. <laughs> You're welcome. I have, like, a huge game shelf. Yeah, she does. She's like a Target full of games. That's another guilty pleasure of mine. <laughs> games. Think, look, all of it is coming now because you do love Target. I love Target and games. Like, I have a whole game, like a whole oh game God. shelf. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Well, there you go. Like, let us know what you think about that game. <laughs> Okay, partners in crime, grab your wine and join us as it's time to wine, wine and crime. crime. All right, guys, as you know, Shaylin's drinking water. Yes. Unfortunately. I'm sad. <laughs> but I'm drinking Stella Berry. Mm, yummy. Um, <laughs> yummy. I can't wait till you can join me. I know. It might be a while. It's going to definitely be a while. <laughs> oh, Shaylin learned the concept of uh, pump and dump yesterday, so... <laughs> Hopefully, oh hopefully, hopefully she can join me soon. Shout out to <laughs> Tiffany Whiteman. Yes. <laughs> Definitely going to try that one day. Yes. <laughs> All right. So our sources for the case that I'm covering today is uh, GoSanAngelo.com, AllThat'sInteresting.com, and Oxygen.com. After Brandon Lawson ran out of gas in the dead of the night on rural Route 277, he made a series of strange phone calls and was never seen again. This is a story of the disappearance of Brandon Lawson. Oh my gosh, Shivani. I love this story. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that you knew about it. I definitely knew about the story, so this is going to be a great conversation between you and I. I can't wait. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So, born on November 18th of 1986 in Fort Worth, Texas, to Bradley and Kimberly Lawson, Brandon Lawson grew up in a big family and appeared to have a happy childhood. He spent a lot of time outdoors with his brothers Kyle and Billy and sister Brittany. He enjoyed fishing and camping, and he couldn't wait to get his own pickup truck. Brandon Lawson was a junior in high school when he met his sophomore girlfriend at the time, Ledessa Lofton, and asked for her number. 
the couple became inseparable and they went on to have three children together. Ledessa Lofton also became a stepmother to Brandon Lawson's child from a previous relationship. They had been together for 10 years when Brandon Lawson disappeared. Just before Brandon's disappearance, with the stress of working more than 60 hours per week in the oil fields and having a newborn son at home, Brandon turned to methamphetamines. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> um, so, according to an interview with Lawson's brother Kyle on the Crawlspace podcast, Lawson called Kyle on August 7th of 2013 to see if he knew where to find drugs. Brandon did not go home to his family that evening, which prompted a fight between him and Ledessa when he did not return to their San Angelo home on August 8th, the very next day. After their fight, he left angrily in his silver Ford F-150 just before midnight. Yeah. Which to me, I'm like, that means he didn't come home all day the day before, which yeah. was August 7th, and then he didn't come home till like just before midnight, August 8th. That's a very long time not to come home. Yeah, that yeah. was like almost a day and a half-ish or so. Mm-hmm. I would be mad too. Yeah, like, I don't blame her for getting upset um, because as a wife, I definitely would be highly upset about that, especially if he was on those drugs. Okay, so that's my next question. So mm -hmm. upon my research, I found that they were not married. Mm. So were they married? Actually, some sources state that they were married. I'm not sure if they were not, but from what I've read previously, they stated that they were married. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, in my research, I just they kept calling her his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't know if they were just like common law because they had, they had been together for like 10 years and yeah. then they had children together. So yeah, it's I, common law at that point. Common law, right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ledessa says, when he left, I guess he didn't have a lot of gas. I called my brother-in-law Kyle to tell him that Brandon was going to run out of gas and put the gas tin on the porch to give to him so he could go give him gas because he was pretty much mad at me at the time. Yeah, I remember that. So I guess like she was expecting Kyle to like come to her home, grab the gas tin, mm -hmm. and then go take it to him. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so now let's get into the timeline of these phone calls that Brandon made that night mm -hmm. because that's where kind of the mystery starts to begin. Yep. So in total, between 12.30 a.m. and 1.15 a.m., Brandon received and made several calls with his brother, his girlfriend slash wife, mm -hmm. um, which is Ledessa, his neighbor, which we don't know. Which is odd. Yeah, I don't know who this neighbor is. Mm -hmm. There was no name given for this neighbor. Mm -hmm. And the 911 dispatcher. Yeah. And though his cell phone had poor cell phone coverage at the time, or reception, I guess I should say, it caused several of these calls to go straight to voicemail. Yeah, that's true. So, 49 minutes. These phone calls took roughly 45 minutes before Brandon Lawson vanished. How do we know this? After 1.19 a.m., all calls to Brandon went straight to voicemail after that. Yep. So, it was no longer, you know, reception or anything like that. It was the fact that his phone was switched off. Yeah, so at that point, you can probably just gather that his phone didn't really have much battery either. Or it was, like, damaged yeah, or, or damaged. something around that area. Yep. So let's kind of start with the beginning of the night when Kyle first left the home. Okay. So at about 12.30 a.m. on August 9th, Brandon called Kyle, his brother, mm -hmm. and told him that he had ran out of gas and was pulled over on U.S. Route 277 between San Angelo and Bront, Texas. Yep. Kyle claimed that during the call, Brandon told him that three quote-unquote Mexicans were chasing him out of town. Kyle asked if he was hallucinating from drugs, which Brandon denied. Mm -hmm. Kyle, along with his wife and four-year-old child, 
drove to Ladessa's home and retrieved the fuel container yeah. that we talked about earlier mm-hmm. that Ladessa left on the front porch. Kyle then said that they continued to make calls to each other, but Lawson wouldn't hold a conversation with him, usually ending the call after a few sentences, yeah. which is weird. Yeah, it is. At 12.50 a.m., Brandon called 911, which rang at a local nursing home in Robert Lee, Texas, which yeah. is weird. I mean, I, I don't understand why a 911 call would ring to a... Um, like a nursing home? Yeah, that was weird too. Like, but it I'm was, still trying to figure that out to this day. Yeah, but How? it was like an actual 911 dispatcher. Like it, like it was, like it was the emergency line. Like mm-hmm. whoever answered the phone was like a 911 dispatcher, but yeah. it wasn't like a 911 office. Or right, I don't, it not, wasn't. You know, you're, you're saying it right. It wasn't like an actual. It wasn't to the department. Yes, it wasn't to the actual police department. Mm-hmm. It was to the nursing home, which is odd. Um, he Very told the odd. responder that he had run out of gas and that he needed the police. During the call, Brandon made several confused or incoherent statements, including quotation, "Yes, I'm in the middle of a field. Pulled some guys over right here, going towards Abilene on both sides." And he also said something along the lines of, again, quotation, "My truck ran out of gas. There's one car here." The guy's chasing to the woods. Please hurry. None of these statements actually make sense. None of it. And, like, there is an audio on yeah. this 911 call, and we will make sure we uh, play Insert it in that. here. Yeah. But once we do, y'all let us know what y'all think he's saying because there's a lot of theories going around about what he could have possibly said in that 911 call. Like, I've listened to that so many times, y'all, and I'm still kind of just up in the air on what did he say because he was just like, it looks like he was running, yeah. he was out of breath, and I really could not just try to, you know, figure out what he was saying. Yeah, and that's probably why Kyle thought that he was hallucinating because right. he was like, what in the world are you yeah. saying because it makes no sense and, you know. And for someone who was on drugs previously, that's literally what anyone would think is that he was hallucinating. Absolutely. Um, So we're going to insert this 911 clip right here. Mm -hmm. So you guys listen to it and let us know what you think. Nine, two thousand, thirteen, zero, fifty, and thirty-eight seconds. 911 emergency. Yes, I'm in the middle of the field. We're just pushing guys over out here going towards javelin on both sides. My truck ran out of gas. There's one car here. I take it to the woods. Please hurry. Okay, now run that by me. No, we're not talking to him. I saw you ran into him. Ah, you ran into him. Okay. That's the first guy. Do you need an ambulance? No, I need the cops. Okay. Is anybody hurt? And now here is a slowed down version of the 911 call. Okay. 
Okay guys, you may think that we're here to just advertise everything brows and beauty, but this time we're here to share our experience with them. Shaylin here went there last weekend and she went and got the... Glammed Up Beauty. Really? Yes, I did. And it was amazing. She did an amazing job. Girl, I just felt like a queen that day. <laughs> what did it include? It actually include a full makeup look. I was able to choose three eyeshadow colors and she also did my eyebrows. Really? So it was the full look, girl. I'm looking at your eyebrows now. She did super well. Girl, Shout out to yes. you, Tia. You did phenomenal. <laughs> She's always doing phenomenal. So I think next time I go, I'm going to bring you and we're going to do the Bestie Beauty. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, guys, if you are in the area, go ahead and check out Tia at Everything Brows and Beauty. She's located in Houston, Texas. And let her know that Crime, Critics, and Chaos sent you. Several minutes later, at 12.56 a.m., a trucker called 911 to report Brandon Lawson's truck, which was parked in a hazardous manner on the road. Um, so basically, it was like parked across the right line, mm -hmm. so if anyone was driving on the road, they would literally have to go around his truck right. to avoid hitting it. Yeah. Um, so around 1.18 a.m., which was, you know, about, what was that, 20 Roughly. Mi roughly mm -hmm. 20 minutes or so after um, the the trucker called 911 to report his the Brandon's truck in the middle of the road, um, Kyle called Brandon again. And this time, of course, he sounded out of breath and he claimed that he was bleeding. Yeah, he did. So shortly after 1 a.m., a sheriff's deputy arrived at Brandon's truck, though Lawson was not there. Yeah. Kyle arrived at the truck around 1.10 a.m. So this was what, like... 10 minutes before he called him. Right. So he was there, He was the, but he wasn't in his truck. So that's whenever he called him. Mm -hmm. So keep in mind that even though Kyle was calling Brandon at 1.18 a.m., Kyle was already at the truck. Yeah, he was already there. But Kyle, or not Kyle, but Brandon was not with no. the truck at the time. Mm -mm. So Brandon was possibly in the woods mm -hmm. at this time. At this point. Um, that's what we speculate. He was... You know, because in that area, Braun, it, it is a wooded area along that highway. Mm -hmm. So we think that Brandon may have went to the wooded area to run from whatever he was running from or whoever he was running from. And he was calling his brother at the same time. And his brother was like, hey, bro, I'm at the car. Where are you? Right. So that, this is where the mystery keeps, you know, coming. Unfolding, right. Yeah. At the time, he was on the phone with Brandon who told him, I can see you. I'm right here. But neither did the deputy nor Kyle could see him. And that's so odd to me. Right. Like, the fact that Brandon's like, hey, like, I can see you. I know exactly where you are. Like, I can see you right by my truck. And Kyle's like, yeah, that's cool that you can see me, but I can't see you. Where are you? Right. And you would think that by Brandon saying, I can see you, he will come out from where he was. But right. he never did. Well, and that's, that's I'm glad that you say that because mm -hmm. um, the reason, I, I when I was researching this case, the reason why they think that he didn't come out was because... 
Brandon had um, some warrants against him. Right, that's So they true. thought that the reason why he wasn't coming out was because he thought that he would get arrested. Right, by the sheriff that was there. That yeah. was there, or the deputy mm-hmm. that was there, right. So that's what I was going to get to. That's my next point. Um, at the time of the disappearance, Brandon had an active arrest warrant on him, so that's, you know, Kyle thought that he might have been hiding from the deputy, mm-hmm. or that's why. After talking to the officer, Kyle drove a short distance up the road and parked the car to wait for Lawson to appear. Mm-hmm. Though about, what, 30 to 45 minutes after, he left because yeah. he never showed up. So I guess in Kyle's head, he thought, hmm, I guess he's not coming out because of the deputy. Yes. So let me just wait for him. Since the deputy left, he should probably make his way out, you know, when he feels comfortable. Right. So let me just wait for him. Yeah. Um, but the sheriff came and left, and Kyle stayed and waited, but... Brandon, Brandon never, never showed. Out. Yeah. And honestly, some of the sources also state that while Brandon was on the phone with Kyle, Brandon was telling Kyle to get away from the sheriff. Like, oh, really? get away from the sheriff. Like, don't be around him type thing. Oh, really? Yeah. And that was, that was nothing that was odd because if you, like I said, this is different sources, but I'm not sure how true that is. But while Brandon was on the phone with Kyle and he was like, hey, I see you and was saying, like, I see you and the sheriff, he was telling Kyle, like, get away from the sheriff. So that makes sense as to why he thought that. That makes sense as to why he never came out from where he was. Yeah. um, See, the reason why I didn't get that part was because um, at that point, like, you know, after 119 a.m., Mm -hmm. the calls were going straight to voicemail. Right. So I didn't know if that any conversation took place after that, um, after 119 a.m. I don't think so. Before Kyle left, he left the gas can in the back of Lawson's truck and later returned to the truck the next day around 5 a.m., where he was surprised that Lawson had not returned. So he left the gas can there. I guess he was thinking, like, okay, Brandon's not going to return now because he's probably so scared or whatever reason. Let me just leave the gas can here. When he's ready, he'll come out, use the gas can, fill his truck with gas, and he'll leave. Right. But the next morning when he came back around 5 a.m., the truck was still there. Um, Around 8 a.m., the truck was then towed by the Coke County Sheriff's Office where they noted that Lawson had an outstanding warrant for drug charges and had spent time in jail before. This led them to suspect that Kyle was helping his brother vanish. The police conducted two polygraph tests on Kyle, but Kyle passed them, and the search for Lawson continued. Yeah. I'm actually glad that Kyle went back to the truck. Right. You you don't see that happening a lot. Yeah, he was probably like, I wonder, you know, he probably tried calling them, you know, calls were probably mm-hmm. still going to voicemail at this point. So he right. was like, let me go back and even see if he's still there. Um, he was smart for doing that. Right. He definitely was. Because they, they drove a bit of a distance out to where Brandon Yeah, it wasn't, because it wasn't close Yeah, this at wasn't all. close at all. Just So I don't think I mentioned this, but when Brandon left Ladessa's home Mm -hmm. he was actually going he made a call the very first call that he made was to his dad yeah um and he Mm -hmm. was going home which was what three hours away from three hours a good distance from where um they that he was at so I don't know if Ladessa knew that he was going to his dad dad's home which was three hours away I'm assuming she did because that's why she was like if he's going to his dad's home that's three hours away Mm -hmm. he needs some gas and she must have known that he was on something because you would think like let's just for example you know you would think that somebody would notice that you know the mm-hmm. car didn't have gas and would pull over at some point to go get gas right but she must have known that he wasn't coherent enough yeah. to you know look at that sign to right. see that he needed gas or Stop pull over gas. exactly mm-hmm. and that's why she was like okay if he's going to his dad's house 
and it, it's this far, he needs gas, and he's going to, you know, break down in the middle of somewhere. Right. And that's why she made the call to Kyle to see if, you know, he can come grab the gas tin and bring him gas because she knew he was going to break down at some point. Absolutely. In the night. And honestly, some people was kind of blaming Lodessa for letting him leave. Which is so wrong to me. It is, it's extremely wrong because we honestly do not know how that argument took place, if it got physical. We don't know along the lines of what happened between them two. We and should not blame that girl for that. When someone is under the influence, whether it's drug, alcohol, whatever, you cannot control the other person no, as much can't. as you want to. No, you Because cannot. when you try to control the other person, it will get physical at one point. It will. Um, and you just you just can't. You cannot. The only thing you could do is let them go and call the police and let the police know that, hey, this person is out and they're you know, under the influence of something and someone. But you also have to keep in mind when you do that, you're also putting the other person at risk for getting arrested. Exactly. So, you know, it's it's not it's a lose lose situation. It like, is definitely it's a not, lose lose situation. It's not something that's easy to, to you know, there's not a, a outcome that you can take that or like a, a solution rather that you can take that kind of works out in your favor in any kind of way. No, like it it's, it's there's nothing that she could have done that could have protected him in any kind of way. No. Either he was going to, you know, harm her or he was going to leave and harm himself or she could have called the police and he would have been arrested because he already had drug charges right so and an arrest warrant out so Mm -hmm. either way you know there was there it's a lose-lose situation like i said there's nothing that she could have done that could have helped him in any kind of way yeah i truly do not blame ladissa for what she did in this situation because it could have gone terribly wrong it already went wrong but it could have gone terribly wrong for her in the, in a you know in a way right so authorities searched the area with thermal imaging cameras airplanes and six cadaver dogs but found nothing lofton even hired a private investigator who led a team of 10 people while kyle said that lawson had told him that lofton had people from their neighborhood after him everyone involved agreed that he had just been paranoid and i agree like why would she hire a whole team of people to look for him if she wanted him dead you know exactly like that's that, just doing way too much there was no reason why she would have honestly done though, all that i've seen some cases where they go above and beyond to cover they self but in this case i do not believe she would have take, taken that measure if she would have wanted him harmed right and especially if it was anything about money, which right. I don't think that there was. Like, this this situation had nothing to do with money in any kind of way. And even if it was, like, so you did all this for money, but now you're using that same money to find him. You know? Exactly. It, it just wouldn't make any sense. No. Brandon Lawson was officially reported missing on August 13th, 2013, the same day that Texas Rangers conducted a helicopter search. Local police had already determined the day prior that he was no longer in the county. His family ultimately created the Help Find Brandon Lawson Facebook page to receive tips and coordinate searches in the area where Lawson had vanished. Yeah. Brandon's brother Kyle stated, My brother might have been a felon and might have messed around with drugs and he might have relapsed, but he loved his children and he took care of his children. He was a good person. He wasn't some dope fiend living on the streets, robbing people, or trying to get over on someone to get high again. When police discovered that Lawson had withdrawn from his 401k prior to his disappearing, he was set to start a new job within days, and his family doesn't believe that he had purposely vanished. No, I don't think he did. And I know this whole 
thing regarding him, um, you know, taking his 401k out had been a huge deal regarding this case yeah. um, because a lot of people, including the police officers, thought that that's what he did, that right. he pulled out of his 401k and used that money to start a new life. Um, but we now know that that's not true yeah. because on February 4th of 2022, nearly a decade after Lawson went missing, clothing was found that was identified as Brandon Lawson's. A further search led to the discovery of human remains near Brandon Lawson's last known location. Ledessa Lofton says, I think when they found the human remains, I feel like it's kind of it, she says. I'm more concerned about the kids right now. They still don't know how to process all of this. We feel in our hearts that it's him. We feel like, who else could it be? He wouldn't leave his family. Brandon wasn't that type of person. I agree. And, I mean, if that's... That those are his clothes. Yeah, like, those are his and clothes. And then right by his clothes is a body. Like, it has to be his. Yeah. Who else? And the crazy thing to me is, why did it take 10 years so almost? So long for them to find, find this him. body. Like, what? And it was on a private property. And honestly, let's go back. Let's talk about this for a minute. So, what they found, Brandon, was located on a private property. They have searched this property, I can't tell you how many times throughout the years they searched that area and they were never able to find anything until this year. And I, that's the part that's so weird to me. Like, there's no way. There's no way. Like, Ledessa had hired people to do, like, private investigators and yes. private search people to, like, look into that area. Police officers did the same search where they same used search. like actual cameras and helicopters and like all of these resources. They would have found something. They even they used cadaver dogs. They like, there's no way. Shivani. That's why I feel like this is this case is so mysterious in itself. But the fact that they all were not able to find him until this year in the same spot he went missing. Something I feel like something else is going on. Mm-hmm. I feel like something is being hidden. And I don't want to speculate. I don't want to assume that somebody had moved his body from where it could have been previously. To but I'm where like, it was why? Now. Why now? Yeah, why now? That's what I'm saying. He wasn't discovered. He probably wasn't going to be discovered if that was the case. Exactly. So why move him? Why like, move what him? was the point in in having him found? And if that's the case, like, again, I don't have much details on who found him and all of that stuff. Right. But it was like, if I feel like if someone wanted him found, then they would have like you know been the person to be like hey found this in this right area. they would have inserted themselves yeah into the investigation into the investigation i just find it super hard to believe that whoever could have possibly harmed brandon left him hidden for that long and then dug him up or you know went to the area that he was buried and moved him to the area where they found him right and that's if he was buried or right wherever he if was. he was buried because we don't know but I'm still stuck on that, and I will always be stuck on that. The fact that y'all found him all these years later, again in the same area that he went missing. Like, that just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Like, were y'all really searching that area? Like, y'all was telling us all these years that y'all were going back and y'all were searching and searching. Were y'all really doing that? Because how all of a sudden now y'all found him? Right. That doesn't make sense to me. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. I just don't see why anyone would want to take the effort to do all of that. Like, at this point, after so many years, it's just really bones. And you yeah, really want to go and collect these bones and, like, move them? Like, if that's what happened, you know, if re- they really genuinely missed it. But I don't think that's the case. I have, I highly doubt that 
they've missed his body after all these years. Like I said, I really don't truly don't know because sources never really stated where exactly they found the body, but they did make it clear that it was in the area that he went missing. So that will honestly constantly bring up the question, like, why I didn't find him before. And to, like, m- move his bones. Like, that's all his body was. It was just bones. Exactly. And to, like, pick up all these bones and to move it, if that's what they did, that's just too much to be doing. It is. I don't know. This is just weird. Like, the case is weird itself, but the fact that his body was found and all these years later, it just makes it even more weird. Right. So. And let's circle back to this 911 call. Yes. And I know Shaylin has a lot to say about this 911 call. Oh, definitely. Like, I was saving this part for last. (laughs) Okay, so we did insert the 911 call. If y'all need to go back and listen to it, you can pause this and, you know, go back and listen to it. But, Shaylin, I want to ask you first. What did you get from that call? Like, your honest opinion. What did you get from that call as far as how he was talking, what he was saying? What did you get from it? Tell me. So, I honestly thought that he was hallucinating. Okay. So, Shaylin and I, while we were recording this, we actually did pause and we did go back and, you know, listen to this 911 call. Mm -hmm. And we listened to different versions of this 911 call. We listened to it slowed down. Yeah. We listened to the actual version. And we do know that he was running. So, he probably was at this point running through the woods. Yes, he was. but I don't think that there was anyone chasing him. I didn't, you know, find any kind of voices behind him, really. Mm-hmm. That was kind of... You would think if somebody was chasing him, or, and you would think that if somebody was, like, beating on him or whatever, you would hear those you voices. Hear exactly. But you do not hear that. No. At all. You just hear Brandon's voice. That's mm-hmm. it. And I do think that he was just hallucinating and that he thought that somebody was chasing him and that somebody was beating on him, but that's not what was happening. Right. So I really, truly believe that... He was hallucinating. Yeah, I I agree. Um, and that and that's probably hard for a lot of people to, you know, accept. But if you truly do listen to that, and like I said, I've been knowing this case for years, so I've had time to constantly go back to that nine one one call and listen to like I said, different versions of it. Especially on YouTube, you will see a lot of different videos where they put their own captions, and we truly don't know what that man said. Like, mm-hmm. you know. I get it. You know, you're trying to, you know, listen to it. You're trying to kind of figure out what he said. But a lot of the the captions that people are making on the videos, some of it is not true, which makes it really, really hard to figure out what he was saying. Honestly, but my my perspective going to the beginning when he dispatched 911, to me, it sounded like he initially said some stapers pulled this guy over. And I know that probably doesn't make sense, but hear me out. In Texas, a lot of people call state troopers stapers. Right. So it would kind of make sense if there was a state trooper around the highway and he saw that state trooper pull some people over. I don't know. It's just weird. But that's what I heard from it. I heard him say staper. Right. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, no, I heard the same thing. I I heard something along the lines of, you know, police officer or state trooper. Um, and he, like, I think he was just talking so fast from running that he mm-hmm. combined it together. Or, like you said, he could have just said it together. Staper. Staper. Um, and I, you're right. Like, I think that he just honestly saw or passed one. Mm-hmm. And his mind just immediately started going into that direction. And right. he was hallucinating already. So, 
it's like, oh, I'm getting pulled over just because he passed one. Right. And he stopped, and now all of a sudden he knew. He, because obviously what's on his mind is that he had this fight with his mm-hmm. girlfriend or wife. Right. Um, with Odessa. And so he's thinking, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm under the influence, and that's what we were arguing about. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting pulled over by this cop, and I'm under the influence. Right. So now I'm getting in trouble. And I don't want to get in trouble, so now I'm running. So exactly. all these things are in his mind, and so he thinks he's literally running away from this exactly. officer. Okay, Shivani, so I think we need to do at this point is dumb down the timeline so we can support our theory of him hallucinating. Okay, let's do that. Okay. All right, so... Our story starts at 12.30 a.m., okay? 12.30 a.m. is when Brandon calls Kyle, and he's like, hey, I ran out of gas. Help me. So Kyle leaves the house at 12.30 to help his brother, Mm -hmm. okay? Keep in mind, he also said that three Mexicans were chasing him. Right. Okay? Not police officers or anything. He just said three Mexicans were chasing him. I'm sure at this point, Kyle's like, you know. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? But whatever. I'm just going to come bring you this gas. Um, So that's at 12.30. Mm -hmm. Now... 20 minutes later, at 12.50, Brandon calls 911 and tells them that he ran out of gas and that was that whole 911 call that we just heard. Right. Okay. Um, So that's at 12.50, 20 minutes later. Now, at 12.56, which is only six minutes later, a trucker calls 911 to report Brandon Lawson's truck in the middle of the road. Right. Like I said, only six minutes later. Now, a police officer, or a deputy rather, shows up to the scene at 1 a.m., which is only four minutes later between the time that the trucker reported the truck mm-hmm. and the deputy showing up. Right. So then Kyle shows up at 1.10, which is only 10 minutes after the deputy showed up. Right. Okay. And then after that... So then at 1.18 is whenever Kyle called Brandon again and was like, hey, we don't see you, where are you? And then that's probably where, you know, Brandon told Kyle, like, I see you... But you're with the officer, so, you know, I'm not coming out. Right. And so then, I guess at that point, the call disconnected, and then Kyle probably kind of veered off to the side or Mm -hmm. wherever, a little bit away from the officer. Because keep in mind, I'm sure that Kyle just can't tell the officer to leave. No, he can't. You can't just tell the officer You know, and so he probably just kind of moved away from him. Right. And called Brandon back, but that was it. After that, Brandon never answered his phone again. Yeah. Um, And I think at that point, both the deputy and... You know, Kyle just kind of lurked around for a little bit. The officer probably just got tired and left, you know, at mm-hmm. some point. And then Brandon, or not Brandon, but Kyle stayed for a little bit because he thought, okay, now that the sheriff's gone, like, maybe he'll come out. Right. Which he never did. And I'm, I'm sure Kyle, you know, needed to get back to his family too. So he just ended up leaving the gas can and left as well. Exactly. Until he showed back up the next morning. There you have it. So let's dig a little bit deeper into these calls. Okay. Between Kyle... Brandon, the 911, and everybody else involved. If Brandon called the 911 dispatcher and spoke to that dispatcher at 12.50, keep in mind, at a certain point of that call, Brandon said, no, I need the cops. Mm-hmm. The cops show up. At 12.56, exactly. six minutes later. Cops show up, and then minutes later, Kyle show up, Kyle calls Brandon, hey, I'm here, where are you? Here's your gas can, like, where are you? Yeah. He now no longer wants the cop. Wants the cop. Then not only that, he's telling Kyle to get away from the cop. Mm-hmm. Like, get away from the cop, bro. Like, move around. So, like you were saying, Kyle probably veered off to the side 
And at that point, the call disconnected between them two. So call called Brandon back, but he was not able to reach Brandon. Mm-hmm. And of course, those two stayed at the scene, probably lurking, like you said. And then eventually, the sheriff left. Yeah, and like like we said, like I'm sure they had that conversation. They were mm-hmm. probably having that conversation, like, okay, I'm here because we had a report of, you know, this truck being in the middle of the highway. That's exactly. probably what the deputy told Kyle. And Kyle's probably like, I'm here because my brother just called me and he needed gas, so I'm bringing him gas. Exactly. So, you know, those eight minutes between, you know, Kyle getting there at 110 and the sheriff getting there at 1, you know, that's probably what happened Mm -hmm. between, you know, that timing of them being there between 110 and 118 whenever Kyle made that call to Brandon and asking him where he's at. Those eight minutes was probably that conversation between the sheriff and and Kyle. But, yeah. So this is why we say that we strongly believe that Brandon was hallucinating rather than being chased. chased. It's because, like I said, he called 911 and said, no, I need the cops. The cops got there, but no, he, do- he doesn't even want to talk to the cops. He doesn't want to come from out the woods, wherever he was at, to even speak to the cops. So how do you go from saying, I need the cops, and then the cops get in there to you no longer needing the cops? Mm-hmm. That, is just, that doesn't make sense. Right, and I'm sure... You know, only Kyle can attest to this, but mm-hmm. I'm sure he might be agreeing to what Shannon and I are thinking, which is uh, we really think that he just fell asleep yeah. in the woods. Like, he was already hallucinating. You know, he was probably exhausted from his work week, which is the whole reason why he was on drugs anyway, mm-hmm. according to reports. So we think that he just fell asleep somewhere in the woods, and he may have overdosed, and maybe, maybe that's so. what caused his death. But the thing is, is if that's what happened... Why was his body not found after all these years? Like, after having cadaver dogs, research, or not research, but search parties and helicopter searches and all these cameras that they used, where he, like, where he was last seen, his body would have appeared. Exactly. That's the only part that doesn't make sense to me. You can't hide your own body. You You can't. You can't hide your own body. Um, And a lot of other sources were stating that they were, like, listening to the 911 call and they was, like, hearing, like, maybe he was by some type of bridge. I'm not sure how they gathered that. But a lot of sources did state that, you know, while Brandon was on the phone with the uh, 911 dispatcher, it sounded like he was by, like, a bridge somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how they, like I said, I'm not sure how they gathered that, but what if he was by some type of bridge? You know, I don't really know that area, Brian. I don't know, you know, like I said, I do know for a fact that the area that he was found in, it is a private property. Um, but I don't know exactly what's around that private property. I don't know. If there are bridges, if there are other roads on the other side of the right. wood, it's wooded area. I don't know, but even then, like you would have eventually found him with the ground that you covered in that area. So I'm not sure why I keep leaning towards that, it's Ronnie, but it's just something really odd about that. I'm just trying it to is. put my finger on it. And the fact that they found his clothes first, and then they found his body, which means he wasn't in his clothes. Like, right. I yeah. mean, and again, I don't know how bodies decompose, you know, it's mm-hmm. been 10 years. I'm sure it's just skeleton remains at this point. But, like, wouldn't the skeleton remains still be within the clothes? Right, you would think that, yeah, it would still be unless, like, some animals came and tried to pick with it. But I don't know. I don't know. Like, that's weird. Yeah, they never specify exactly how far his clothes was from his, from body, his body. So th- that's also something we have to look into as well. We have to take into consideration. consideration. Yeah. Um, we don't know. Like, I wouldn't say that he took off his clothes or anything and then he went to, passed away. Yeah. Or, like, went to sleep in his mind at that time. And right. then, that, and, you know, just happened to overdose. But I mean, I have heard of people hallucinating them taking off their clothes. I have heard of that. 
not sure that's what happened with Brandon. I'm not saying that's what happened with Brandon, mm-hmm. but, you know, just going over different theories because we truly, really don't know what happened, but I strongly believe that he was not chased. I don't believe Brandon was chased. Um, we just don't know, you know, if there was foul play, yeah. how and when that would have occurred. Yeah, it seemed like it was a short, a short period, a very, very short period. And let me, and you know what? Let me just play dumb for just a quick second. Not really necessarily play dumb, but just play fiction for a second. Okay. okay. Let's just say there was a caveman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in, the, in these woods, and this caveman preyed upon humans, and he came across Brandon just sleeping. And he was like, hmm, my next victim. Right. Like, <laughs> that would only be the thing. only thing I could think of. Yeah. And that's, like, so far-fetched. It's so far-fetched. And that's, but that's the only thing I can think of. Like, what else could have made sense as far I don't as... I know. It just doesn't, you know... But there's a lot of theories out there, Siobhan. I'm not sure if you didn't went through the um, deep web like with the, the theories. List. Yes, but <laughs> people were saying that they think a cop actually has something to do with it. Maybe a cop was chasing him. Um, also, going back to the 911 call, again, you'll see a lot of videos. They have the caption where they were having gunshots in the background. Right. I really don't think that was gunshots, Me to be honest with you. like Gunshots yeah, are loud. Very loud. And you do not hear that at all in the in Well, the, yeah. if you do hear it, they're very, 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 very faint. faint. Like, so. I'm talking about extremely faint. So, I'm like, let's not do it. Let's not just put, you know stuff in there to try to make it like even more mysterious and you know make it try to make it make sense because at the end of the day none of this is going to make sense yeah it's not going to make sense but i don't believe there was no gunshots in the in those youtube videos that people were trying to you know captionize i don't think there were if they were like you would think that Honestly, in my in my um, perspective, if I was in that situation where I'm being chased by multiple people or a sheriff and somebody's shooting at me, I'm screaming. Right. I'm going to scream. Like, I'm going to be like, I'm not going to be as calm as Bernie was on that phone if I'm being chased by a gun. I really just, I really do think, you know, when I said caveman, I really was just, you know, kidding. But I really do think that he was just sleeping and yeah. maybe some kind of animal kind of came across him. And even though he might have been alive... They just started feeding off of him, and he just kind of yeah. died, and that's what happened. Don't ask me why his body wasn't discovered. Maybe, we should try to figure that you out. You know, like, like while they were doing a search party, but I don't think there really was foul play involved. I really just I think, think that so. he really was just hiding from the police, and maybe because he was hiding, he hid in a really good spot. Yeah. And, you know, when animals found him and they just started feasting upon him, like, investigators couldn't find him, and, yeah. you know, it, I, I really do think that's what happened. Or that, or he... You know, like I said, I do believe that he may have fell asleep at some point. Mm-hmm. And he honestly probably did not realize where he was when he woke up. So he didn't know, like, like where am I? Like, how did I get here? And he's trying to find his way out of the woods. Because no telling how deep he was into those woods. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't get out. So he succumbed to the elements. Right. Unfortunately. Yep, that's true. Um, there's a lot of theories out there, but I really think that the, the theory that people like to support the most is not it, and that's foul play. And everyone wants to do that. Like, I think, because that's the most popular theory is foul play. Of course, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I just so. don't think that that's what really, it just, out of everything, that's just the, you know, for me, the theory that he, you know, just died due to natural circumstances just I makes the most sense. I think he's succumbed to the elements, unfortunately. Yeah. It's so easy for us to say in these type of cases, 
oh, that was foul play involved. You know, probably I was like that at first. I'm not gonna lie. I when I first read the story, I was like, oh yeah, something happened. Somebody killed him. Somebody was harming him. Mm-hmm. I thought that, but looking more into the case and like stepping outside of the box. I don't think, or that's not what we think. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry, you may have different opinions. You know, let's let's talk about it. Yeah, because maybe you guys can come up with theory or came up come up with details for your theory that we didn't think about. Right. Absolutely. Let us know what you think. Um, We would love to hear your thoughts and opinions. But that is the story of Brandon Lawson. Crazy story. Super super crazy. Thank you for telling the story. I was I was waiting on the story to be told by our podcast, and (laughs) you did it, and I love it, and. Thank y'all for listening, you know. Yeah. For a lot of people that don't know the story, it's actually really, really popular. Um, it's actually one of the mo- uh, top ten missing persons mm-hmm. case in Texas. Yeah. So definitely let us know what you guys think because we could, you know, conversate regarding the story all yeah, day. Yeah, all day. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm all for talking about this story and the theories behind the story. So, again, let's talk about it, you know. Facebook page. We have a discussion group on Facebook that y'all can go to, even on Instagram. You know, just let us know. You can even email us. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do it. You know, we'll 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 get involved in yeah. any way possible. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Um, please keep supporting us. Tell your friends, share, and follow us on our in- Instagram and Facebook pages. And please subscribe and follow us on whatever platform you're listening to us on, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or YouTube. This will qualify you for a shout out. So please do this right now. Our shout out for this week goes to Tiffany Whiteman. Yes. (laughs) And the reason why is because she definitely put that pump and dump idea in my head. (laughs) So I had to shout out my girl for that because um, you you put me on some game there. So shout out to Tiff Whiteman. Love you, girl. We love you. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening and all of your support. We couldn't do this without you guys, and we'll see you next episode. We'll see you. Goodbye. Bye.